Live from the Pickleball Giants studios in San Antonio, Mike Taylor and Sam Fries. Yeah, but I've got the hiccups. As soon as LG goes 30 seconds, the hiccups kick in. We're trying to mind over matter here. What are you boys doing, man? It's post-game time. The Cowboys have just beat the tar out of the Indianapolis Colts tonight. 33 in the fourth quarter. Should have been more, but they're missing extra points. I think it was a franchise record for most points in the fourth quarter. Second most all-time in NFL history. In the fourth? Fourth quarter Good points. Lord. On a night in which the former coach, Jason Garrett, predicted they would win by 40. And everyone in the studio show laughed at him. You know how unprofessional it is to um, in that chair on that show to think that, so they're going to win by 40, bro. Uh, he was just giving you expert analysis because he actually didn't predict it, uh, the margin wide enough. All right, we got the Pumas in here. We got DJLG. It's Taylor, and here we are, 54-19, man. This thing... This is kind of like it's like better than losing, man. Um, I, we'll see. This is a this is the key stretch of the season that really started on Thanksgiving Day. Um, I don't know what you want to how they, it's it, normally you like divvy the season into sections, but with seventeen games and based on the opponents, have we even entered that stretch? That key. I'm, I got my face turned over looking at the schedule. Have we entered that key stretch? I would say, I guess. Because they still have, what, six games left? Five games left. Five now, yeah. And, and who, it depends on who's playing tough in, in December. The, the NFL obviously is a tournament. You play a big regular season so a bunch of people can have, you know, entertainment on Sundays and bet money and stare at cheerleaders and have fun and have excuses not to hang out with their families on Sundays. But this is when, this is not cutting time. You know, there are exceptions, but this is the time of the year, starting probably today, when if you're going to do something, this is when you start doing it. Remember, we didn't feel very good about this thing last year, the last two or three games of the season. Now, they beat the shit out of the Eagles last December, but the Eagles didn't play anybody. They were tanking, and Dallas, it was one of those weird games where one team mailed it in. But they, I didn't have a great feeling about the Cowboys going into the season. Now, we're five games away here. I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But this thing here just feels better. It's a better football team than it was last year. It may be a lot better than it was last year at this time of the season. And then when you throw in how weird the NFC has been all year, and now Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the year, and the kid from Iowa State was it Brock Purdy played fine tonight, but you don't know what you don't know how that's gonna when when reality kicks in. He's just a kid. The Niners are good, but now they lose Jimmy Garoppolo. I still don't think the Eagles are one of the. I still don't believe in their asses, even though they they look great today and beat the hell out of Tennessee. It's a weird conference, so I feel like the Cowboys are better at this time than they were last year. Um, and the NFC East is not as good as it was at this time last year as a whole. So therefore, what am I saying here? These Cowboys have as good a shot as anybody else, even though we don't trust them because of their history. But right now, I don't know how you can pick anybody but them in Philadelphia to play for the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, sure, you don't trust them because of the history, but 
Yeah, I mean, looking at this team as a individual assessment and not looking at, you know, the bias we have with our attachment to this franchise as a whole, I, I don't know how you look at all the teams in the NFC East and say the obvious favorite is Philadelphia, the second and obvious second favorite in the entire league is Dallas. I mean, look at the, you know, by record, I guess it's technically still Minnesota, but you know, I was, we were sitting here doing a post game show similar to this one after the Dallas Minnesota game where it was a 40 to three victory. And what do you say besides that? I mean, that one was even more impressive because that's a 10 and two Minnesota Vikings team. I mean, this game against the Colts, and looking at, you know, Texans and Jaguars up next two games, this is what you do against those teams. This is what you do against teams that have quit. This is what you you take, you score, uh, you, you create five turnovers because they don't protect the ball, and you capitalize on short fields like the offense did. You have mm-hmm. three passing touchdowns on only 171 passing yards, at, at, like Dak did at one point in the game tonight. I mean, it's... This is what you do during this stretch of the season. I mean, you ask, you know, where does the the Philly game on Christmas Eve is really going to be the barometer of how much trust we can have in this thing going into the playoffs? Because I mean, closing out with Philly and then Tennessee and Washington on the road, you know, you lose in Philly and then you allow that game to be a hangover and cause you to lose in Tennessee. Well, then we're back to saying, okay, that's the Cowboys team we expected. Who knows what they do in Washington on the final game of the season or how much it actually means to standings or playoff uh, positioning. But, I mean, then then we're looking at this Cowboys team similar to how we have in the past. But, I mean, you're sitting here telling me they perform three quarters uh, as well against t- uh, Houston? They dominate that game. If they play 80% of the game they played tonight, they beat Houston by three touchdowns instead of 40 if they do that against Jacksonville, I mean, the the Lions just handled Jacksonville today. I mean, that this stretch of the schedule is for the Cows to, to get in rhythm, get right. Hopefully, a side point of games like this, there's no reason Michael Parsons and Tank Lawrence need to be in on defense with five minutes left. When it's a they do that every 40s. week and they they play because, them too late every day. And it's week. because they're not going to take them off the field because they also uh, Micah wants the stats. Micah <clears> wants <throat> to throw those numbers up so he can be in defensive player of the year. I get it, but if one of those guys goes down in a catastrophic injury over the course of these next three soft cupcake schedule games, then we're going to have a real talking point and a real storyline to follow. But I mean, that's what this is what you do to teams like the Colts. You embarrass them on prime time. Apparently, when we first put on the air tonight, it sounded like the Titanic was cracking in half. Look, we do what we can my voice, But it's good now? We play? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, uh, All good. I got a new uh, Roadcaster Pro 2, and uh, yeah, the settings were wrong. God, God damn. We ain't got no goddamn band. We don't need no shit-ass manager, neither. Sorry. I guess what <laughs> happens when we upgrade... <laughs> It actually makes things worse. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't twenty first. Twenty first. Ah, yes. I, we, I, why didn't you have me come test twenty first best bitches? I mean, he only is that twenty one or is that twelve? I can't. Uh, what, what order is that? Going? No, that's twenty one. That twenty one? No, that's twelve. That's twenty one. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he only yelled at us 
Two and a half minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. One minute. Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, he got pissed seconds. at 30. All right, we're just going live. So the old man that used to be the the yard, the yard barker for Saturday Night Live, he was the maiden, he was the lead, he was the floor director. That was his that was his shtick. 30 seconds. It's a good bit. Right before the show started, and that was what LG was doing tonight, so I'm glad we got it worked out. Cowboys kick ass tonight, 54 to 19. It is overreact from the Pickleball Giant Studio Show brought to you in part by Pickleball Giant, 1604-2711 North Loop, 1604 is the absolute physical address. Uh, Right there at the Bitters Exit by Rogers Ranch, the only exclusive nothing but pickleball stuff in town. Pickleball just continues to blow up. Every day I see more and more shows, more and more celebrities, more and more leagues popping up, more and more people investing money in leagues around our area too. But the only store to get exclusive pickleball stuff, they just sell pickleball stuff from head to toe, is Pickleball Giant on the north side of San Antonio, Texas. So thank you to everybody at Pickleball Giant for being our studio sponsor and being part of this show. All right, the Cowboys beat the hell out of the Colts tonight. Let's just get this out of the way. The Colts are terrible. So much has been made about Jeff Saturday getting the gig. It almost felt like, Ursay knew that he was going to give the job to Jeff Saturday at, in the summer in case things didn't work out. He was going to get rid of Reich and bring in Jeff Saturday as the coach. You talk about an owner making a decision. Good Lord. That, 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 Jerry, gets all this, Jerry gets all this hate, and I get it, and most of it is warranted. He has never done what the Colts did this year where the, the owner just tells the GM, bring in Jeff Saturday right now, and they fire Frank Reich. And all this stuff's been made about Jeff Saturday because he's never coached anything in his life, except maybe high school games. And, man, they've been competitive since he became the head coach. But tonight, good Lord, that, it, it, this, that was the example right there of a dude being way, way in over his head. They were so terrible. Why are they playing Matt Ryan? There was The reason they benched Matt Ryan is because Matt Ryan is Cam Newton ass. They wanted to play young quarterbacks and get to the end of the season knowing that they didn't have much at quarterbacks, so let's get the young kids playing. Austin's own Sam Ellinger was not even active for this game. Is he hurt? Because if he's not, that means that they don't think he's got anything. Okay, but they're going to play Matt Ryan? Get the hell out of here. That was the worst performance by a starting quarterback I've seen in years. Years. So that's it. I just wanted to say that. The Colts are terrible. Well, Thank s- God no key players got hurt for the Cowboys. There's nothing worse than having like a key guy go down in a blowout over some shitbag team like Andy. That was thank God they pretty much, with the exception of a couple of dudes, I think they're pretty healthy, which is good. Yeah, I mean, you say the the Matt Ryan point. Someone tell that to Tariko and Collinsworth because they have, they were struggling to understand why this Colts team was so bad. They pussyfooted, like, man. Even at one point, they said, you know, those are throws we're not accustomed to seeing Matt Ryan miss on. Have you, when's the last time you watched Matt Ryan? Six years ago? Four years ago? I mean, those are the kinds of those are exactly the kinds of throws that Matt Ryan's been missing on. That's yeah, why he's terrible. now a journeyman quarterback starting for the Indianapolis Colts who are going nowhere. I mean, it seemed like... It seemed like those guys literally learned five minutes before the game they were going to do a Colts-Cowboys game and were just struggling. They were stuck in uh, you know, the 2018 storylines when it came to Matt Ryan and I the know. Colts as a whole. All right. Our show also brought to you by R&R. Got to get them all in. R&R Autoglass. Thank you, guys. Janet and the boys over at R&R right there by the airport at 281 in Tacoma. If you've got glass issues in your vehicle, you go get it fixed at R&R for a number of reasons. A, 
because they're Poodle San Antonio and they're Thunderdome. B, they're local. You're putting money into a local business. These are UTSA season ticket holders that own this company. C, they're easy to get to right there by the airport at 281 in Tacoma. D, they take every insurance known to man in this country. And E, that E, I think it's E, uh, they'll give you a Taylor Special. When you mention me or mention Overreact or Taylor Live, whatever, and just mention us and they'll give you a hookup. It is the R&R Auto Glass Mike Taylor Special right by the airport at 281 in Tacoma. All right, Tony Pollard deserves a mention tonight again. A lot was made, and you brought up Tariko and Collinsworth. They spent a lot of time tonight uh, on rhetoric and telling stories once the game got out of hand, and they were discussing how professional Zeke's handled the whole thing with the part-time play announced, swapping carries with Tony Pollard. And no question, Tony Pollard has become the best guy that they've got, and Zeke knows that too. But what it has done is it's messed with Zeke. To the When you're that competitive and you're that good and you make that much money and you kind of lose your gig, uh, two, one of two things can happen. You can either just fold it up and let your career in, or you can suck it up, be a pro, and let your pride actually do some good. And that's what happened. That's what's happened with Zeke. Zeke knows where he is at this point of his career. He's to be commended for the leadership he's shown here for two or three years now. No one's as big a supporter of how they run the offense as Zeke. No one's as big a supporter on that team of Tony Pollard than Zeke Elliott is. And I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times already this season. I don't think, you know, Tony's, the Cowboys have even said it, which pissed off Tony Pollard. Remember four or five weeks ago when Skip Pete, the running backs coach, was saying, Tony's great, but he's a 15 to 15 to 16 carry a game guy. Yeah, and Pollard That's said, about hey, it. hey, don't run down my value <laughs> like that. Because he gets tired. Whatever they're doing, it's working like a bitch. because since Dak Prescott has come back from injury with how they have become and how they've handled the two running backs – with the defense forcing all of the turnovers and rushing the passer the way it has, this is the leading scoring offense in the NFL. Not Philadelphia, not Kansas City. In the last 10 games, nobody has scored more points in the NFL than Dallas. It started off when Zeke, when Dak got back, and that thing just took off. And that's why I think they're, they're, they look to me this year, at this point anyway, still with over a month left, Better than they looked last year at this time because they're just they're firing on more cylinders than they were at this point last year. And they were good last year. We had our hopes, sure. Up. But well, this is this thing looks they're they're kicking they're beating the shit out of not just the Colts they're beating the hell out of the Vikings. Go back to I mean go back to last year. This Cowboys team altogether has more forty point games than any team in the league. They right. have two more than the Kansas City Chiefs. Dallas has eight. KC has six. And this is, you know, we're sitting here talking about this team now. It it needs to be brought up every single time we think about what the Cowboys can do um, the rest of the season and into a playoff run. This is a Cowboys team that went four and one with Cooper Rush as their starter. Right. This is a Cowboys team that when you when you listen to stats like no team has had this many forty point games. This is a Cowboys team that has had Cooper Rush play five of those games and only averaged 21 points a game and still managed to go four and one uh, against teams that are still turning out like the Giants. I mean, that win against the Giants is looking more and more crucial, uh, you know, as the season progresses, as New York holds up their end of the bargain and, and stays a playoff team. You know, that that's a playoff team 
that the Cowboys beat with Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. I mean, that that's why we feel differently about this team than last year. I don't right. think you could say that uh, if the Cowboys had missed, uh, had, had to have Cooper Rush play five games last year instead of just the one in Minnesota, I think we're looking at a, a very different uh, level of comfort with with the position that it would be in by the time Dak got back. I mean, and, and even, you know, talking about the game today, you know, that was a 14-13 game at half. That was a... I was pissed off. I was pissed at him at the second quarter. When when we recorded our halftime tease for the post game, I, you know, I said this is going to be the most boring close game <laughs> you can you can draw up. I mean, you can imagine. And you know, again, back to back three and outs to start the third quarter for both offenses, and then finally the Colts put together a drive, you know, seven eight minute drive and get a touchdown. That cuts it to 21-19 with 3.43 left in the third quarter. Damn. 18, almost 19 minutes of clock. Yeah. And the Cows take a game from 21-19 to 19 to 54-19. to 19. All right. So here's here's a, so the Cowboys in the last 10 games, in uh, Dak Prescott's last 10 games, going back to last season, the Cowboys have scored 40 or more points in five of them. This goes back to the customary now handful of Dak's not very good tweets that I read while he's scoring 53 points in a game. I still had that tonight, dude. The anti-Dak sentiment. But we can but we can say we can say, I mean, you and I, as we were sitting here watching the game, you know, that's what that's what is even more impressive about games like this. We can all agree. That Dak was not at his best was probably seventy-five to eighty percent of what his best day can look like. Right, and the and the offense scored forty-seven points. Right, if you take away the the right. fumble return for and a now, touchdown. Yeah, and and I don't know about obviously it's gone up, but going into tonight's game in the last ten games that Dak Prescott has started for the Cowboys, they're averaging thirty-four point one points. Yeah, Which, leading the obviously lead. up now. It's probably up at thirty-seven or thirty-eight after they hang fifty-three or whatever it is. All, 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 all they do, all they can do, is score a bunch of points. You know, you want to jump on his accuracy? That's fine. Go sure. right ahead. He's not the most accurate guy in the in the league. He's the unquestioned leader of the room. That's a lot of egos in that room. A lot of superstars in that room. A shit ton of millionaires. A lot of guys that are going to become multimillionaires. Massive egos, big, huge characters in that room. Jerry Jones, for God's sake, and that man just continues to lead the way. Uh, your wife mentioned during the game tonight that Dak's kind of a vanilla guy when it comes to interviews, and he is. He's very, he's very guarded. He's very much like Aikman was back in the day. Not, I'm not saying he's oh, Aikman. Oh, oh, you're when saying it comes he's to just, interviewing. Yeah, okay. He's I mean, guarded. He passed Danny White tonight in career touchdowns, not Troy. You best remember that. He passed Roger Staubach, too. Uh, he he had yeah, passed Roger point. already. So uh, uh, his interviews, he's really vanilla, very guarded, straight to the point, quick answers, much like Tim Duncan used to be when he was playing ball. Uh, if you look at Dak's timeline on Twitter, it's nothing but a bunch of infomercial shit. Eat my soup, shop at my <laughs> bank, buy my clothes. <laughs> Uh, what I say? Nothing. I just didn't know that sentence was going to end with soup. Um, but eat I'm with soup. you. Yeah. Or not my, well, if he wins ah, the Super okay. Bowl, he can tweet, yeah, okay. eat my Hold ass. <laughs> he's just a guarded guy. It's because of who he is. That's what He's just an even-keel guy. 
who's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys who makes $40 million a year. And his way through this world is to be straight-laced, pretty vanilla, generic guy, don't give a lot of hot sport opinions, play my game, and all he's done is take advantage of a defense that's going to wind up leading the league in sacks, going to be top two or three in turnovers. He's got a thunder and lightning situation at running back. He's got a, a wide receiver core that continues to improve by the week. Not even We haven't even discussed Odell Beckham Jr.'s place at all this yet. And an offensive line that's been way more solid this year than it was last year because of Fort Worth's Tyler Smith, who brought some consistency to that position. And oh, by the way, Tyron Smith is about to start practicing again. And he'll probably start the last couple of games of the season back at left tackle and they'll move the kid from Fort Worth to left guard or they'll start Jason Peters from Beast, Texas. So the offensive line is even getting better. And Dak's just managing the thing. He's not Trent Dilfer. He's a hell of a lot better than Trent Dilfer. He's not Roger Staubach, but he's a damn good quarterback and he's a captain of that team and he's the unquestioned leader in that room and he's just not the most accurate guy on the planet. But outside of that, all he does is hang 30 points a game for the last two years. Well, and, I don't know what else he can do, man. And again, that's well, what else he can do is show show the performance in a clutch, close playoff game. Well, that we, requires, we're not there yet. Exactly. We're five weeks away. And that's why I come back to, you know, anybody that wants to, you know, immediately say, well, Dak, Dak still isn't the guy that can get us there. Dak still isn't the guy. He hasn't shown he can do that. Great. I agree. I'm with you. I want to see it. I want to see him get another chance here yeah. in five, six weeks. But if you're going to come at me, well, well, he's still throwing interceptions. Oh, okay, but the offense put 47 points on the board. So are you are this you okay? Are you okay with him throwing an interception <laughs> when they score 47 points? Because no. I am. Sorry. I think I am. Sorry. I think, I think I'm pick. okay if he throws two <laughs> interceptions if they score damn near 50 points yep. on their own. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Texas Cheer Liquor, also a big player on this show. Uh, they're the title sponsor of our Mike Taylor Live, which I'm assuming will return Wednesday now that I've got I'm back home. That's good. It is Texas Cheer Liquor. they got nine locations in the area. Uh, I'm getting a little bit low on beer at the house. I've got whiskey. got Devil's River in there. Uh, I need to go get me some beer here in the next couple of days, and I'll find the local nearest Texas Cheer Liquor to me. There are nine locations in the area. Shout out to Mr. Singh and family-owned and operated Texas Cheer Liquor. Okay. The latest on Odell Beckham Jr., and I've been absolutely for this, Mang, all about it. And I remain for it. And the reason I'm for it, now, one red flag popped up today. Now, okay, blowing his knee out in February, that's that's kind of a red flag too. But we already know what that is. He's already been cleared by the doctors. So we had a red flag pop up today. But before that, before I heard what I heard today, I've been absolutely staunchly pro Odell Beckham Jr. Because all he can do is come in here and help the thing. He's not going to hurt this thing because they're not going to make him the number one receiver. They're not even going to make him the number two receiver. You don't bring Odell Beckham Jr. off the street on the, in the last three or four weeks of the season and have him just take Mike Gallup's gig. That'll screw with your chemistry in the room. He, he's going to come in here. And maybe now next year's a different story. We'll see if Mike Gallup's even on the team now. I don't know. We'll see how things go. But as far as this year's going, if you bring Beckham in, he's a complimentary guy who at worst is the world's greatest decoy, 
but we know he's got crazy, stupid, all-world talent. He will make plays for the Cowboys. He will make life easier for CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and all the other guys on that offense just because of his unbelievable skill level. There's no way his goofball character will ruin their chemistry for all the reasons I just talked about with all the characters in that room and the leadership they've got in that room. He is not going to come in there and just trash the season because he's a dick or he's a diva. He's going to come in and help the thing. He may not do much. Who knows? Maybe he, maybe he's a shell of himself, but he's not going to hurt the thing. And Jerry's 80 years old. Jerry doesn't care about three or four years down the road. I think they'll do whatever it takes to sign him. Now, I'm interested to see what you think about him because you've been with me all these weeks on him. I found out today that he's told all of his suitors, the Giants and Cowboys included, that he's not going to work out for anybody. He just wants he wants to be signed sight unseen, and he's not going to work out. Does that alarm you and set off a, uh-oh, maybe we shouldn't do this flag? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely alarms me. And if I was any team that was interested in him, I would say, okay, well, then there's no multi-deal offer on the table whatsoever. Yeah, if you're going to do that, then we're going to pull the multi-year deal and guarantee we'll still, you nothing beyond we'll this year. We'll still throw you money to join us for the rest of this season and hopefully make a deep playoff Yeah, we run. want a company option for yeah, next year. Exactly. Yeah, we'll and, give and, you a two-year deal, but we're going to decide if we pick it up or not. And if you tell me that's what they that's a hard line that they hold, I, I'm in. Like I I would say, yeah, if he if he agrees to sign sight unseen, no workout for a deal that only carries through the rest of the season. Sure. I, I still do it, but I, there's no way if I commit refuses, money. No, there's no way I commit money to him yep. next year on the cap guaranteed. If I, I can't see him work out, there's That's right. no way they should do that. They've got too many good players, too many young, good players. They're going to need to get paid the next couple of years. And I ain't got time yep. for a punk ass who won't even work out to prove that he's got, that he's and, got what he says he's left in the tank. I ain't doing that unless I've got a lot of incentives in my favor. And the two guys at the top of that list that need to, and are going to get, get paid next year whether it's by the cowboys or not one on offense tony pollard one on defense donovan wilson that guy is making him a shit ton of money with the way he's played donovan wilson's more valuable cowboy than odell beckham it's not going to be a break for now it's not going to be a break the bank kind of deal but it's going to be a deal that don a six round draft pick like donovan wilson uh never would have imagined he would get coming off this rookie deal agree all right show also brought to you by jm pool and spa we're going to scoop by tonight it's late I just got back into town this week, and I've got kids to get in bed. JM Pool and Spa, the swimming pool and spa specialist, North uh, San Antonio area into the lower hill country area. If you got a pool or a spa or both, that's a lot of fun, but it's a pain in the ass to keep up with them to make sure that they stay nice and clean, prevent algaes and crap from getting in there, weather stuff. These boys will take care of your pool and spa. It's JM Pool and Spa, the official pool and spa of not only just Taylor Overreact, but also Mike Taylor Live, which we'll have on Wednesday night. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple more things before we get out of here. I want to get your thoughts because this is something we've talked about in the past, comparing specifically these two individuals. Mm-hmm. Tonight's win for the Cowboys puts Mike McCarthy tied with Sean Payton for career regular season wins, both of them at 22nd overall now on the all-time list. What is it? 152 regular season wins now. Interesting. And that's with McCarthy being out of football for, was it two years or one year? Uh, one. One. And yeah, the one this year is Peyton's the, first year out of the league. Well, and, but also Peyton missing a year for Bounty Gate. So <laughs> right. equally both out of the year. Right. Um. It just goes back to that parallel that we always talk about, the rush to get McCarthy out of here and bring Sean Payton in. They're, they're 
career resumes are almost identical you know, down to the game, down to the win, down yeah. to the fact that they both only won one Super Bowl with an all-time great top right. 15 quarterback ever. Right. Yeah, yeah. And look, man, and I love Sean Payton. I think he's a damn good coach. But McCarthy's got way more skins on the wall. Payton, his coach, he got, he, he, he got fired by the Giants years and years ago. In New Orleans, yeah, he was great. But so was Austin's own Drew Brees. That was a special team. Starting with a dude on my T-shirt here, Steve Gleason, who had that badass punt return after they got back from Hurricane Katrina in the Superdome. That was a magical team. I happen to be wearing the T-shirt tonight. I had no idea you were going to bring this up. Um, Sean Payton's good coach. Mike McCarthy is too. At, at least they're, the, they're in the same tier. Sean Payton's not two levels ahead of Mike McCarthy. No, Sean McCarthy. Payton's not, a, not no. an overnight upgrade to McCarthy. And, 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 and McCarthy has now gone to another team and made them a division champ, and now they probably won't win the division this year only because the Eagles are having an all-time year. But now he's – and he's got – again, McCarthy's got Dak Prescott. And say what you want about Dak, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but all he does is score 30-plus points every damn week. McCarthy should get some, pre- some credit for that. McCarthy, and he swallowed his ego. He let Kellen Moore call the plays. Kellen Moore, like with any other offensive coordinator, Cowboy fans are hot and cold, hot and cold all game long on Kellen Moore. But all Kellen Moore's offense is done is score 35 points a game all year. So say what you want about Kellen Moore. It's it's only been the most leading leading points offense the majority of the time he's been in charge. And McCarthy's the guy in charge of all of it. So Sean Payton's not had any success with anybody but New Orleans. Not to mention Mike McCarthy telling DQ, put your head down, don't worry about the outside noise, I don't care. I don't care that Jerry might fire me and try to give you the job. Stay right. here. We're doing something. You know, when when Dan Quinn came to him and said, Correct. hey, I'll leave if you want me to, if this is right. too awkward for you. Right. Now, you could also say, well, Sean Payton never had a defensive coordinator as good as Dan Quinn. That's fair. That's fine. Sure. That's fine. Uh, but McCarthy's done nothing to run himself out of the job. Now, they get blown out in the playoff game. All right, that changes a lot. Well, it depends what round. Let's get there. Yeah. Let's get there. All, All right, right, go ahead. A couple more things. Yes, sir. Uh, 199 points now in the last five games for the Cowboys. <laughs> that is the most points for the Cowboys in their franchise over a five-game regular season stretch yeah. since 1968. All again, you do is win. again, just adding more context to the uh, historical rate at which this offense is scoring right now. Uh, lastly, I know we want to get out of here and save some of this for the radio. I'm just going to list off five names. Tell me if you can point out. I'm sure you'll catch on pretty quick, but okay. point out the, comp- the the connection here. Okay. Tyler Smith. Okay. Sam Williams. Jake Ferguson. Damone Clark. Deron Bland. That's this year's draft class. That's your first, <laughs> second, fourth, fifth, and fifth round draft wow. picks from this most recent draft. The Cowboys are one of the three best teams in the league at drafting. And they have been for about five for or about six years. Five, you could argue since Tyron, since the Tyron Smith pick. Right. You could argue eight for the last eight years. They've been an elite drafting team. I mean, you saw Anthony Brown go down with injury and have to get carted off during a TV timeout. After already being down, um, oh my God, the uh, uh, he's out for the season. The the nickel corner, uh, Lewis, 
Uh, yeah, Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, yeah. yeah. Don't miss so him at all. So you're down Jordan Lewis. So you've got Boss Man Fat having to play more. Eh. Then you've got, now you're down Anthony Brown. you got Boss Man on the outside. Yeah. Well, then immediately after Boss Man you know, doesn't really show much, they slide Deron Bland out there, and he has two interceptions the rest of the game once he takes the Anthony Brown position. They might have found, between Damone Clark having his, his spine fused back together, Damone Clark didn't have a, a train. Didn't have an off season. Didn't have a training camp. He's coming in here. He went in the fifth round. Probably should have been a second or third round pick if they didn't have to have the spinal fusion surgery that they found at the combine. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys have a steal in Damone Clark. It looks like uh, drafted him later because of injury. It looks like Deron Bland is not going to show any kind of drop off from what has obviously been the weakest link of the defense, Anthony Brown. Deron Bland seems to be a ball hawk playmaking cornerback, whether he's always in the right position or not. You saw him on both the interceptions recover to get his hands on the ball. And Sam Williams, a you know tackle for a loss in the backfield on a running back, a, a near fumble return for a touchdown if he hadn't barely been brushed up uh, against by the Colts defender. Jake mm-hmm. Ferguson with the hurdle catch a couple weeks ago and showing flashes in that a tight end position. And then of course, Tyler Smith has done nothing but exceed expectations from, you know, being what everyone considered to be a reach when they took him in the first round. I mean, I, I'm done questioning Will McClay and for, unfortunately you have to give him credit. Stephen Jones as well. Hey, I'm, the a, player, I'm the exactly, goddamn general manager. The player. No, you don't. The, the, you want to have, you want to have that son bitch in Chicago draft draft day. They tie him down because they know, uh-huh, they sure. know it who they want. GM by my name, they know who they bitch. want. And that's they being Stephen and Will McClay. No, and you have to get, like I said, for damn near a decade now, they have hired them. I elite, did the GM. I hired them. Drafted. I hired them. I hired them. I it's love insane. black. I love black people too. And I got me Will McClay. You think I don't like black people? I wouldn't have Will McClay. Of their own draft picks <laughs> without hesitation, like like uh, yeah. uh, the, the 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 kid from Arkansas that they cut the fifth round, or yeah, John Ridgeway, who they cut because uh, they uh, Tristan Hill, who they cut. Uh, yeah. You know, guys that they clearly say or identify. This is not someone who's going to develop any further within our system than what he's at right now. They move on, slide someone else in there. I mean, Odigizua is turning out to be a steal at the position. They another, got him another in black the draft. guy. That's right. Again, I Jerry. I got 95 I mean, black guys on my team. You I get, get my ass chewed out. You've only, you know, you <laughs> haven't had a black head coach, but you get credit for Will McClay. I got, sure. Uh, okay, sure. well, what's Mike McCarthy doing? He's kicking ass. I got me a black quarterback, though. He wears a cowboy hat, though, so he's all right. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. He's fine. Uh. Uh, uh, Jake Taylor, TCU's in the playoffs. The Cowboys win big. Do the helicopter. You know what? If TCU wins the natty, I'll do the helicopter. Will YouTube get mad? Yes. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yes. What if I put a sock on it? I can do it with a sock, uh. right? Think we'll if have TCU, to check with legal, but I think you'll be fine. Oh, and by the way, f off Ken's five. Ken's five filed a complaint against this show because we, God forbid, show some love in a funny way to one of their reporters. Surprised it took them this long. Why? That was great. We made that kid a star. He's good. He's the official local sportscaster of this show now. Drew P. Webos, that kid we had on from Ken's five. He's a he's a good reporter. 
I, I enjoy his work. And Ken's, to be fair, they didn't flag when we interviewed him. They enjoyed that. Yeah, well, but, they but, wait but, too much. And they and, bitched to YouTube. But and when to, we when we made fair. fun of him, is that that's when we complained the first time we made fun of him. I was hilarious. Well, yeah, then to he'd be fair, oh, and then he get mad when we booked him. His name is not Droopy Huevos. <laughs> just to be fair, his name is Nate Ryan, and yeah, he is but, a hell of a young reporter. But, but like, just but to like, be fair, like Boss Man Fat, everybody needs a good nickname. So that's Drew. Good, good, good old Drew. <laughs> and again, we made him the official freaking sports reporter of the show, giving that kid tons of love because he's earned it. And then he came on and it was a great sport about it. And his employers filed a complaint. Typical local news. That's why in 20 years, you won't exist. No one gives a shit because y'all are uptight. You think you're better than you are. Now, you want to you wanna win? You'll hire me and let me do commentary on there. I'll do it next to Drew P. Weibos. Me and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, what's the kid's name well, again? It's, yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Nate Ryan. Me and Nate Ryan. <laughs> Matty Ice. <laughs> yeah, if you, one of the, you want to you live, you'll let me do commentary. I won't cuss, promise. All right, y'all make sure to or, like, subscribe, or subscribe, and, and the helicopter. No helicopter. No helicopter. <laughs> Local news is so effing <laughs> uptight, man. This is why you're going to fail. Yeah, they won't let anybody do a helicopter, even if it's ridiculous. Even if yeah, what a bunch of prudes. award winning. Come what on. What a bunch of prudes. I will I do mean, the helicopter. Do you want to win the Emmy? Wins do you want to win local Texas Emmys or not? We're because... not, not going to win the title. I, that's what's easy for me to guarantee that. How about, how about if TCU wins the Natty, which they're not, or if the Cowboys win the NFC, not even the Super Bowl? If Dallas goes to the Super Bowl, I'll do the helicopter. I mean, it's something that hasn't happened in what twenty? What are we up to? Twenty-six years? That's right. Yeah, I know. That's right. Still feels like a pretty safe bet for you to yeah. not be recorded doing a helicopter. Jose wants a quick CD Lamb mention. He's a freaking nature. Yeah, CD's kicking ass. God, he was so good tonight and tough too. He's shown me toughness this year that I didn't know that he had. And he's a tough kid, man. I like that dude. Keep his ass healthy. Another reason I want Beckham in here, I think it'll make life easier on CD. Uh, the Cowboys don't play anybody. Okay, go go look at the Eagles' schedule. How, how many yeah. good, how many good teams are there? They're scoring fifty points every three weeks against the schedule. No, they're not. They're not playing good football teams, but they're beating the shit out of them. It ain't like they're struggling every week and they're barely winning. But do you know what also happens every week in the NFL? A bad team like the Colts. Beats a good team like the Cowboys. Sure. And instead of that happening, they're they're blowing uh, these teams out by thirty to forty points. I mean, what right. else do you want? Right. Let's not go overreacting to Brock Purdy either. I think I thought he was good, and of course he's a 49er, and Shanahan will make him a good player. But he's a baby, and in the playoffs, rookies don't win playoff games. Not usually, with the exception of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Now, Brock Purdy is not that. The, no, the Niners God, no. are in trouble. The no. Niners are yeah. insignificant. And and that's that's the team that throughout, I mean, even when they were sitting there with a 5-5 five and five record or, yeah. or even uh, might have even been 4-5 and five when we were talking about that, saying I still believed the Niners were the betting favorite in my eyes to be the person, be the team that is representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, that all of that is over now. Brock Purdy changes all of that, which again, just goes to further our point of how wide open this thing is. I mean, the conference sure. the conference hasn't been this wide open in damn near a decade. I, I mean, yeah. it feels like, 
Like, like we sit here, you don't, you're, no one's confident in the 10 and two Minnesota Vikings. No, no one's dying to put money on the 11 and one Eagles, 10 no. and one, whatever they're at now. I mean, the, the, I don't know how you look at any other team in the NFC right now with their current injury concerns with their, uh, especially looking at what they teams have coming back from injury, like Tyron Smith should be back here. I mean, it sounds like they're going to open his 21-day practice window. I don't know how you look at any team and say Dallas is significantly behind them in comfort level of, of representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, I would I would say right now the three teams, I, San Francisco's out of that equation for me now. The three teams are... Philly, Dallas, and probably still Minnesota because of the offensive weapons. And that all being said, we talking about the damn NFL. The Cowboys could beat the Eagles on Christmas Eve and turn around and lose the next two sure. weeks in Tennessee and Washington. Sure. They could. Yep. And it wouldn't shock anybody. And then lose to the Giants in a in an opening round playoff game. Because sure. that's the NFL. And we'll that's be on here calling for everybody's job. It's the damn NFL, man. And oh, the Giants man. would probably the Giants on the same on the other hand, the Giants could win a playoff game or two and still move on from Daniel Jones because they have they know he's not their guy long term. Right. All right. Because they know he's not anywhere near as consistent a performer or as an elite level when he's on as Dak Prescott. Right. I mean, there's still a massive gap there. So Anthony Brown is done, torn Achilles. It looked bad. I mean, he knew. It looked like he knew yeah, he, he was knew. done. And this late in the year, too, that sucks. I, right. I mm. wanted. I mean, mm. Deron Bland, as soon as he got moved to the outside, two interceptions again against a terrible Colts team. But that's more. Anthony Brown got torched twice in the first quarter of this game yeah, against man. a terrible Colts team. I mean, you hate to see it, but. More opportunity for some of these guys that are actually flashing right now. Yeah. That are um, in form, to use a World Cup term. Ronnie on the east side. Long life, New, long life New Orleans guy. Moved to town 10 years ago. Big Saints fan. And you're right about McCarthy and Sean Payton. That's my dude. But he's not done anything more than McCarthy's done. P.S. Love the shirt. Thank you. My girlfriend bought that shirt for me. There's no identical difference in Thank those resumes. No, none. <laughs> Again, and you could make the case... That McCarthy's done more. I would, I would with another team. I would absolutely make the case that I'm more comfortable in McCarthy or moving on from to someone else that's not named Sean Payton. Sure, because I've seen what a Sean Payton can do with this team. It's what Mike McCarthy can do with this team. Yeah, how much better are they now? If we're going to move on to someone after McCarthy after this season, let's get creative. Let's go with someone that is is not sitting behind a desk or, right. or cashing a studio check and has a resume that is damn near identical to the guy we just fired and ran out of town. All right. If they craft the bed in the playoffs, we'll talk about what may, that might change a few things, but I got it. We got to get oh, there they first. could crap the bed in Houston next okay. week. I mean, that's a home game, by the way. Oh, it's in, that's a Jerry world. Oh, okay. And then it's, I at think Jacksonville. they're fine. They could lose. They could lose to Man, the Jags. I, I mean, could. I don't, I, it's again. humidity in December. Goofball things happen. Doug Peterson's got that kid playing a little better. That's not. That's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. The the Texans let's game is as Houston. close to a gimme as you can get. Sure, Jacksonville's not that game. All right. For so sure. next Sunday, it's a noon start at Jerry World. They take on the Texans. We'll do this again earlier in the day because we'll do it right after the uh, Cowboys play the Texans. All right. I got to get kids to bed. It's a school night for. One of them. So, wrap it up. All right, wrap it up, man. Thank you very much, Thunderdome. We'll see you boys on Wednesday for Mike Taylor Live. 
Uh, we'll overreact to all of the weekend doings. A hell of a radio show coming up tomorrow on iHeart. We'll overreact to the Cowboys, the, the Frogs, the Roadrunners. God, the World Cup. Show's done, Mike. Show's done tomorrow. It's going to be an easy one. Blockchain come, Mike. You bet your ass. Come. All right, that's it. We're done. Thank you to DJ LG. Thank you to the people. Thank you to Puma. iHeartRadio, Manana on Ticket 760 in San Antonio, Texas. And then back on Mike Taylor Live on the worldwide internets of Love You Hard Television on Wednesday. See y'all. Overreact is brought to you by Pickleball Giant.